Welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a podcast created exclusively for parents of twins. I am Natalie Diaz, mother of twins, Twiniversity founder, and best-selling author of What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to genuinely make sure that you guys always feel connected, that we figure out ways to laugh at the little things, and we teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is truthfully what we hope this podcast is about to do. So let's get this party started. Today, we are talking to Miss Julie Burt Nichols. She is the wizard of Twiniversity. She is, that's literally her title, guys. You'll find her behind the scenes, usually pulling the strings and twirling the dials, just like they did at Oz, except Julie's doing that for us at Twiniversity. She serves as our editor-in-chief of Twiniversity.com, and she's also the Chicago Twiniversity Expecting Twins Class Instructor. So without further ado, here's Jewel. And welcome to the inaugural word I can't ever say right, uh, episode of Twiniversity's podcast. Woo! Yay! The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> I am not alone today. I am so excited that my first guest is my partner in crime, Miss Julie Bird Nichols. Everyone, give it up. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Thanks for having me, Nat. I'm so excited. Oh, please. <laughs> it's not like I, I never see you. I see you all the time. It was a must that our first episode of this podcast really should be us for a few reasons. Number one, because we both teach Twiniversity classes, right? So I teach here in New York City. So if you are expecting your 20s and you are between 24 and 34 weeks pregnant, if you live in New York City or if you live in Chicago, you get to have the great benefit of having your local Twiniversity instructor teach you a class. So it is Julie or I, and one of the hot topics that we are going to talk about today, I think it's definitely one of the hottest topics. Jewel, do you agree? Oh, yeah, totally. In temperature, so don't touch it because you will get burned. I know. That's well, how hot this topic is. <laughs> but it is mistakes that new parents make. Oh, yeah. I made, I made all of those. Yep. I'm looking at the list now and yep, totally. Maybe one. Nope. I made all of them. So we're going to talk about the top five mistakes that new parents make and we are going to get this ball rolling. But before we do, I want to tell you that Jewel is not only the mom of twins. Tell us about your babies. So my boys, Desi and Alec, they are five and a half almost at the end of this month, five and a half, and they're starting kindergarten in the fall. And I'm very excited. And they're going to be in two different classrooms for the first time ever. And I think they're totally ready for it. And I'm really excited to see how they grow and how much better their relationship gets because they have a break from each other every day. I think it'll be really good. They get along so great now. Um, and I think they're really ready because they're very different kids. And so I think they're going to really blossom with this separation. So, but they still have camp together for the summer. So that'll be nice. Oh, that's going to be um, a whole, yeah, whole other topic, the whole one class versus two. So yeah, we, yep. we, uh, we're big on that too. I'm a big fan of separating. I just want to go on the record. I know everybody has an opinion. Mine is two separate classes for the same reason that Jewel just said is because it'll give them something to talk about. 
they'll have some different things to do. So yeah, while Jewel is still kind of in the eye of the storm, my 20s are now 13. And here's the funny part. So you're still in the eye of the storm. Just a different I don't think one. we ever, I don't <laughs> think my mom is out of the eye of the storm yet. If, if you yeah. ask her, she'll say that. <laughs> but my kids are now, they're both in the same class again. So it's interesting. So right. we'll do we'll we'll do that another time. That'll definitely be because it's a smaller school. Yeah, because there's only one class. But that's definitely something we will save for another podcast versus, and we'll talk about the one class versus two. But today we're talking about the mistakes that new parents make, and I want to just jump right in because we know that you guys don't have a lot of free time to listen. And first of all, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and for all the support for Twiniversity and this crazy little idea that I had back in 2009 turned into this. All right, so Jewel <laughs> is not only a Twiniversity educator, the wizard of Twiniversity, but she is our resident car seat expert. So one oh, yeah. of the first mistakes that new parents make, I think it's, it's the most important, which is why we're going to start out with that one, is all about your car seats. So Jewel, tell us about yeah. the mistakes that parents make with their car seat. Sure. And some of these are just so simple, but you don't really think about them. You're, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, you know what, how hard could a car seat be? I just kind of throw it in the car and attach it and we're good to go. So no, you need to read your manual from cover to cover and not just mom, not mm -hmm. just dad both parents and any other caregivers who will be having these seats in their cars mm -hmm. as well. You need to really read them from front to back and you need to read your car's Everybody manual. forgets that. That has the second. I know, right? Because sometimes certain cars can like, just don't really work with mm -hmm. certain seats. And so that's why it's really important to keep all of your packaging and your um, receipts from when you buy your car seats, because you, you know, maybe you buy your car seats and you don't try them out in your mm -hmm. car right away, which I recommend that you do, or, you know, even better, try them out at the store in the parking lot, ask them to take it out and make sure that it's going to fit and that it's going to work. Um, but you really need to read your car's manual to see what the limitations are and where the best positions are for the seats to be in your car. So number one, you have to read the manual forwards and backwards. I would also say do not rely upon relatives to help you and do the car seat installation for you like I did. That See, I said I've made all these mistakes. This is before I was a child passenger safety technician. I was tired and I was super pregnant and we got the car seats and I was like, dad, can you install them for me? Cause he pretty much does all of the handiwork in my life. He helped me assemble my cribs. Why can't he just put my car seats in my car? Well, guess what? We went to this event where they went and they checked our car seats and they were in so wrong that the technician didn't know how to get it out wow. of the car. He had like Jerry rigged the some the seatbelt and the latch system and it was like twisted around and they were like what did you do and I was so embarrassed because I was like I I actually didn't install this I'm really sorry they're like oh okay you need to learn how to do it right and they showed me so finding a technician mm -hmm. in your area to check and make sure that you have installed your seats correctly is it's extremely important um, and typically these people are found at fire stations and police stations but Really, go to safercar.gov. That's like my go-to website where you can put in your zip code and you can find the closest technicians and you should call and make an appointment. Just don't assume that they're going to mm -hmm. be there at any given time so that you can go in and make sure that you're doing this 
correctly. And then when you're buying your car seat and and you're trying to figure out which ones you want to purchase, you may even want to call your local um, baby store and ask them if you could bring out the floor model and put it into your car so you could get some kind of space planning idea. So many people do that and not many people know that that's something that you could do. So call your local baby store and you could kind of test drive without the babies what the car seats are going to be like in your car. So that that's yeah. definitely one of the, the biggest mistakes. And you have to check and make sure that it's done correctly and not after the fact before these babies get here. Please do not attempt to install your car seats when you're bringing the babies down from the nursery and going home for the first time. That is not the time to do this. So I would say by week 32, you should know exactly what's happening with your car seats. Agreed. Totally. So that's our first mistake. Now, the second one, what's your favorite second one? Um, I would say buying the wrong stroller. I think people, I think twin parents have such anxiety over what stroller Mm -hmm. to buy, number one. And then once they have it, is it really the one that's working for them? Do they regret it? Is there another, you know, there's always like the white whale. It's like Moby Dick, like the the white whale of strollers. What's going to be like the perfect stroller that's going to make my life a million times better. But then a lot of times that stroller is out of your Mm -hmm. price range. And so then it's like, how am I going to find it used? And then like, you know, scouring the internet, trying to find this, um, this white whale. Um, And so what I think people don't really come to terms with until later is that most twin families don't just have one stroller. We typically have two at least, possibly a third, you know, typically a family will have their tandem their side-by-side and like an umbrella type stroller that's easier to kind of throw around and use in the Mm -hmm. airports and lighter weight. Um, But I think people really get worried that they're going to buy the wrong one. And the thing is, is that there's so, there's such a huge market online for Mm -hmm. resale that even if you buy the wrong stroller and you're like, I totally regret this and you've only been using it six months, just sell it right away. Because the longer you wait, the worse like no. you're not going to get as much money. You got to do it. You got to do it quickly. And once you realize, even if it's that week one, if you're like, oh, I didn't think about that front step of our porch and I didn't take this into consideration mm-hmm. or I didn't think about how heavy this would be when I was putting it in my trunk. So many things happen. Now, what's interesting is, you know how like there's a flight finder? There's all like these apps that are like, tell us. And when, you know, flights to Fort Lauderdale go below $100, we'll let you know. I wish there was a double stroller price finder. I know. That would be so So awesome. for all of our techie listeners, please get on that and create that app and we will definitely help you promote it. But so many people <laughs> buy the wrong stroller because they think that they can't afford the right one. Where the funny part is, is the right one it may not be the expensive one. We talk about in another episode of the podcast about having a baby planner. If you're like super worried about this whole stroller purchase, maybe speak to a baby planner. Something that they could help you with is, you know, they do the measurements of your doorway and, you know, the front porch and the trunk, and they could help you make an educated decision. But of course, here at Twiniversity, we always do a ton of double stroller reviews. But one thing that I, I want to make sure that you don't do is take one for the team. So when you find that you bought that wrong stroller, especially like the umbrella strollers that you may buy at like, you know, the discount store for 20 bucks and be like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And then you're like, oh my God, my back is killing me because I'm way too tall for this stroller. Just please do your homework on every little part of the stroller. And when you realize that it totally stinkos, just, you know, sell it on 
you know, Craigslist, your local consignment store, wherever, but get rid of it pretty quickly. But yeah, the stroller's a really big one. How many strollers did you have? I still have one stroller at five and a half, by the way, because we still use it for the zoo because it's yeah. so big there. Um, so I really save it just to use it at the zoo. But um, I had one, two, That's three. Great. You're getting there. It's like a weird I think up. three. Yeah. No, four. Because I had a single, we had a single Jeep that was just like in case we had to take just one kid to the hospital or wherever, or the doctors, which we didn't really use very much, but it was really good to have when we did have it. Um, And then we had an umbrella stroller that was a McLaren Twin Triumph uh, that was a hand-me-down from a friend who had twins. Uh, It was actually her parents' hand-me-down. So sometimes the parents of twin families have gear too that they need to get rid of. And then the other one was, oh my God, a really bulky Graco duo glider it was horrible it was from a friend who was like I have a double stroller and we drove out to like Bumble to go get it and it didn't even really fit in our car we had to drive home all the way with the trunk open (laughs) and I should have known just from that that like this isn't going to work out but I felt bad because they were giving it to me for free and I wound up uh giving it away because it was so bulky and heavy that I didn't use it and then I have my uh my baby jogger uh city mini gt side by side that I love that's the one that I like that's it we had it, that's my we had my love. six the love of my stroller life. We had six strollers. Six. Oh my god! In your tiny and, apartment, well, we kept swapping them out. I never had more than oh. two at a time, but we had all ultimately because I decided that somebody needed to play the role of Goldilocks for twin strollers, <laughs> and that was going to be me. This stroller's too I wide. Love. This stroller's too narrow. This stroller's just right. Just that right. was that was me. <laughs> Plus, we had a bunch of single strollers too because my baby A needed a lot more visits to the doctor, so I needed that single yeah. stroller to get her back oh. and forth. You forgot about double snap and go. You double didn't count that go. number five. Jewel. No, that's the worst. Double snap and go is the the initial and the the one. I mean, we kept we used that one until they were out of their infant car seats. Yeah. So I love the double yeah. snap and go. We had the baby trend one. It was oh my great. Gosh. So that's definitely the next mistake that new parents make. Now I'm going to take the next one and it's going to be running out of supplies. That oh, is God. a big mistake. Now I have so many panic moments that I can remember of running out of the supplies. Worst. It's the worst. And even we're, you know, we get so complacent thanks to our friends at Amazon and other stores that could deliver our stuff to us in two days that we're just like, whatever we could buy it. It's no big deal. But you guys need a par stock and you need three things, three big things of your par stock. And that is diapers, wipes, and formula. Those are the things that you mm. need. So I'm going to tell you that your par stock, I'm going to give you numbers now. So go, we'll hold, go get a pencil. <laughs> All right, good. Put the note in your phone. You need 150 diapers on hand at all time. Now, what's funny about the diapers is that you could be like, okay, I'll just buy a box. Like, what's the big deal? But as the diapers get bigger, there are less and less diapers in that box. So you have to go by number. You can't necessarily go by boxes. So that is what you need pretty much for a week in the beginning with as many diaper changes as you're going to do. But as time progresses and the kids get bigger, you don't need to have that many. But it's always a good idea to have that many in the house because if you run out, First of all, that totally stinks. When you, how many of you, show of hands for my experienced moms out there, how many of you <laughs> have used a diaper that was in your diaper bag because you had none left? I'm raising, raising my, my hand. hand too. 
Uh, that's it. We're the only ones here. The dog is raising her paw. Uh, we are, that's just what people do when you run out of supplies. You're like, oh my gosh, I have one in the car. I could go get it. Yeah. So please don't that's use like that dirty diaper that's been sitting under the stroller and just use it. <laughs> Find another purpose for it. But um, I, I often tell my families just to buy like a, a small pack of diapers and like hide it, like put it in a special yeah. place as like your break in case of emergency uh. pack. And it can even be like a cheap, you know, it could be like a cheap, you know, Target up and up yeah. brand if you're, you know, if you're using the nicer like Pampers or whatever, but just something just yeah. in case, because you never know. But then I always suggest to keep a small pack of, you know, emergency diapers oh, in yeah. your car as well. If you're, if you're a car family, I mean, because we're a total car family, you not were not a car, a car family because you lived right. in Manhattan. So yours would be keeping yeah. in the stroller. Ours was always in the stroller, but we... We had a lot. And with the, the secret diapers, too, don't forget to change the sizes. So mm -hmm. as the babies are growing, you want to change out your secret diaper stash and then make sure that you have the right one uh, on hand. And then also don't forget that you need to have a good amount if the babies are in different sizes. So if, you know, somebody's in a size newborn still and somebody needs a size one or somebody needs a three and a four, just please make sure that you have those. Thank you so much. And make sure that they are nearby. Please have a little diaper caddy right next to you, whether it's a little box that, you know, contains all the diapers and stuff, but you don't want to have to start running all over the house to find a diaper if and when you need one. Okay. So yes. So we yes. got diapers. The next thing is wipes. Jewel, how many wipes should they have? Um, well, let's see. We typically, typically you're going to use four wipes per change per baby. Okay, so if we're doing eight diaper changes in a times day, four. and then you're using times four times two. Times a thousand. <laughs> times a thousand. So that's really eight wipes times eight wipes, so 68 Are wipes a day. Are you seriously doing the math on this? Oh, of course. my nerves. Eight times eight is 68. That's why you're the wizard. Oh, my God. You're really. That's why I'm the wizard, baby. I got my own spreadsheet oh. in my head. Um, so 68 a day times seven days a week. I, I can't do that. Maybe my, maybe no, my phone can do that. No, it's not even um, But it's a lot. A lot. <laughs> It's a lot of freaking diapers. And the number is 476. 476 diapers. So about 1,900 wipes a oh month. Oh, my God. All right. Well, <laughs> I am, first of all, just a reminder, 8 times 8 is 64. And I still love you. And thank God you're pretty. Oh, man. You know, I'm too pretty. That's you know, I say that. I can't be expected to is know that all wrong the that I just say... <laughs> Thank God you're pretty, right? There goes that whole women's lip thing. Let's just throw that out the window and be like, at least you're pretty. Exactly. <laughs> so we need how many how many wipes? Um, the the moral of the story is a ton, a crap ton. A lot of. I wipes. think that if you Google a crap ton, that's how many wah, that you wah. need. So you should have one closed case in addition to the case that you're using. So that's the time where clearly wipes don't have different sizes that you know wipes are just wipes so start off with at least four cases of wipes in your house and then when you see that you are opening a case and have one case left you got to reorder so please make sure you have mm -hmm. a, enough wipes and then formula you got to have a ton of formula guys whether you are planning on exclusively breastfeeding or not you still need formula in the house i'm sorry i'm not trying to be like the breastfeeding devil of the universe i am simply being realistic and when you have twins in the house not everybody could make enough milk 100% of the time. So have a little bit on backup. You may even want to just have a formula bottle a day just as practice. So, 
that your partner, like if you didn't feel like pumping, that your partner could feed the little puppies and have that. So yeah. So diapers, wipes, and, and formula. For, for formula, here's just something to know. If you're one of those families who are breastfeeding and you're not using formula very often, you can't just start with the samples because the little samples that come from like your doctor's office, they don't usually have the scooper inside. So you're going to have to buy one large size package of formula from a store in order to get the scooper so that you have exactly the right measurement. We're going to start a letter writing campaign on that. I, we really, why can't they just include it? Like how much I didn't realize that there wasn't, the scooper I didn't in realize there. that there wasn't a scooper in there. I mean, it's not in the Similac ones that I've opened. Wow. In, all the ones I've had before, like Enfamil didn't. No, I mean, unless they changed. But even the ones that I got for, for my classes recently, the Enfamil cans, yeah. the smaller ones, they don't have Well, I'm hoping there. when they listen to this in the future that companies will have <laughs> righted this wrong. And we will have to go back and edit. <laughs> well, enjoy that <laughs> scooper. And and we can car we can cut out the whole eight times eight to six. No, I'm leaving that in that's there great. forever. That's that's too bad. <laughs> no, too bad, Jules. I'm never gonna. Oh, I'm never that's gonna that's go gonna be that's gonna be your new title, the wizard slash. Thank God she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so we got car seat done wrong, buying the wrong stroller, not having a par stock. The next one I'm gonna say is sleeping. You have to sleep, yeah. everybody. Everybody. So hard. I know. I know. I never did this. Julie, I got to say the truth. Like, I feel like such a hypocrite saying, like, talking <laughs> about this. I can't. I can't really remember. I mean, maybe when they were like three months, I started napping. But I wish that I had gotten into the habit of napping when people came over to try to take a nap. So if you haven't figured out, the mistake is not napping. You have these babies. Yeah. You come home from the hospital, help or no help, it doesn't matter. Because even if you have overnight help, that doesn't mean that you're actually going to be sleeping overnight. So, you know, good luck mm -hmm. on, on that. We hope that you do. But if you are not sleeping, you still do need sleep. And I remind all Twiniversity students and now the entire universe that sleep deprivation is a literal form of torture. They literally torture people, but I don't know if anybody else watched Clockwork Orange and any other movies where torture was a fun <laughs> one, but they, yeah, p these babies are, they're not trying to torture you. They love you and they're going to torture you with love, but you have to get some sleep. So, Jewel, did you sleep? How did that work? How did you do it? Please tell them since I'm a, a horrible. So when it came to napping, it was more difficult because really I, and I was very lucky. I, I know how lucky I was that I had my mother with me every day, but then I had a really hard time telling her I need to go yeah. lie down because it was basically chat time every time the kids were down. Um, and so I had a hard time saying, no, I need to go and lay down. And I really should have, but I didn't really have anybody to tell me, which is why I think it is important that we talk about this because so, that people need to hear it. They need to hear how much they need to make resting a priority and how, you know, even if you have people over, you need to be like, hey, you guys, let me know if the babies wake up. I need to yeah. go lie down. Like, and, and schedule people's visits around you getting yeah. rest, really. Um, you know, I, we did get 
more rest overnight once we uh, did have our uh, night nanny who came a couple mm -hmm. times a week, which I wasn't planning on because I didn't think we could afford it. Um, but then we did get some donations from my family. So that really helped. Um, but when we didn't have the night nanny, we, we slept in shifts. We would do six hour shifts where I would take care of the babies by myself for six hours. And then Mike would do it for six hours. And that's how we were able to get a good five to six hours. But the hard part is that we had a small house, mm -hmm. you know, our baby's rooms are right next to our room. Baby's room is next to our room. And I, you had to wear earplugs uh, in order to, you know, not hear them crying and want to wake up. Um, but then for me, I, I also had to get up and pump because I was pumping at the same time. So I really feel like it helped us doing shifts, but then at the same time, it feels like you don't really have a spouse. It feels like, it feels like two single parents living in the same house with their single that babies. That is what it is. <laughs> That's totally what yeah, it is. I know. So yeah, you got to figure yeah. out what schedule is going to work for you. Ideally, if you know, grandpa and grandma come over to watch the kids, you're like, mom, I love you. I'm going to take a nap and that's it. You know, exactly. Bob from the office. Love you, Bob. Remember that time you <laughs> took my stapler? Well, now you get to be with the babies for two hours while I take a nap. My stapler. That's it. I was told I could have this stapler. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. I would let him watch the babies. Office that, space reference. that horrible? I'd be like, fine. Watch the kids. <laughs> At this point, you're like, you I'm desperate. Please. The squirrels, they got married. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was really hard to nap, but it really... It, you really have to because you're going to lose your yes. mind. You really are. And then you're not going to be able to function and you're going to end up in the loony bin. And then when you go, like, especially like if your spouse is back at work and mm -hmm. he or she is not getting the sleep they need, if they're driving, they could fall asleep at the wheel. It's like being drunk. Oh, it's I mean, the truth. Seriously. It's the truth. And you have to figure out a schedule that's going to work for you. You got to get some rest. Nighttime, daytime. Always remember that. There are plenty of people who do overnight shifts, whether it's at hotels, at gas stations, police officers, firemen, people work overnight shifts and you may have to work an overnight shift too. If you know that you're going to be sleeping during the day, put out some blackout shades in your room so that you could get some rest when it's time mm -hmm. to take a nap. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's horrible. I feel like once we got to like, you know, weeks 10 to yeah. 12, it got yes. a lot better because they were, they had stretched their mm -hmm. feedings. So they were eating really every four to yes. five hours, which meant a lot fewer feedings and a lot more sleep for us. So it got ex exponentially better. I feel once we were able to get off that every three hour yeah. schedule and the day that my pediatrician okayed that it was like one of the best days oh, of my life. I remember when the twenties <laughs> were, when we were on a schedule and I was flying solo with them and John was back at work. And I can remember that I would put them down for their morning nap at 930 and I would put them in and they would usually wake up around 11. So I would crash on the couch at that time. And what would wake me up so that I knew that it was time to wake them up? The Price is Right would go on. <laughs> that is exactly the sound. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to wake the baby. Bob Barker, thank yes, you. Spay and your pets. What happened to that? I'm telling you. I know, right? Yeah. Don't forget to spay and no, man, your pets. can't forget that. So we watched The Price is Right every <laughs> single day. The TV would just I be on. I don't know why I was sleeping with the TV on now in hindsight that I think about it. But I would just be so <laughs> tired. I would just like put them in. It's kind of white Yeah, noise. I would put them in for their nap. I don't even remember what went on. But when I heard boop, boop, doo, I was like, oh, <laughs> next round. That was it. Next, next round. round. Ding, ding, ding. So that is our next topic is not napping. And then we have a final mistake that new parents make that we 
I mean, we talk about this a lot in class. We talk about a lot of this a lot in the book. It's the it's the the chapter twelve of the book, the Batman and Sh- what book? What book? I know, Jewel. I'm the worst at telling people who I am. I always just assume that everybody knows who I am. Tell me about this amazing oh, book. Wh- I want to know all about Julie, it. It's this book called What to Do When You're Having Two, produced by Natalie what? Diaz herself. What? It covers everything from birth through the first year of your twins. What? You know, I've heard of that book. Isn't that the number one uh, bestseller on Amazon oh, what, Julie? for twins and Oh, it parenting? is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it is. At the time of print. At the time of print. It is the number one. <laughs> That's it. At this time. At this I feel time. like we're going to stay there. Especially if I re-edit let's, let's it. I think I'm going to. There's, I mean, there's a ton of twin books on the market. <laughs> but there is definitely nothing like our book. And we are one of the only books out there. I'm not going to say we're the only book. But truthfully, we're definitely the only, we're the only book that covers this topic in, in this regard. But we talk a lot about marriage and not ignoring your marriage and neglecting your marriage. And yes, we know you have two tiny humans that decided to move in to your home and it's all a little bit shocking despite the fact that you had quite a few months to get ready for them but it's always <laughs> like it's always like a shock when they come home yeah. and there's an element of you that will say when are their parents getting home in your head <laughs> will their parents ever come home when will i finish this babysitting duty but that won't happen. <laughs> I'm still saying that. My kids are 13. I'm still waiting for their parents to get home. And then I realize that it's me and I, I am home. But ignoring Oopsie. your marriage is a very big deal because parents of twins have a higher rate of divorce than the national average. And I am so sad to say, and this is a very, very true story and I didn't tell you about this yet, but I got an email over the weekend from one of my students that is looking for a marriage counselor and she's like I know that we talked a lot in class and you said that if we ever needed anything that we should call you well we need something and I thought that it was great that she reached out but I'm so sad that what a stressful time like you're already so stressful your whole postpartum body is insanely stressful and then having new people in your home and your your living environment changing is so stressful and then to add the stress of your relationship on top of it it's it's tough so like what are the the talking points that you've given class sure well i mean we talk a lot about the importance of checking in with each other at least once a day to have that moment, you know, just, it could just be standing in your kitchen for like three minutes and just check in with each other and look each other in the eyes and say, Hey, how are you? What, what's going on with you? What can I do to help? And is there anything that we could do better as a team? Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds cheesy, but it's true. Just like saying these things could really, you know, maybe one of you is holding something back and it's really festering and making you really angry. Like maybe you just need to come out and say it and giving each other that opportunity as well as giving each other a kiss and a hug once a day, because you will be surprised. Even if you're one of those really lovey dovey couples, you will forget to hug each other and kiss each other because you're so busy running, changing that diaper, getting that formula. Oh no, they woke up early. Oh my gosh. You just basically, like Mm -hmm. I said before, it's like two single parents kind of working side by side. Um, So having that moment every day where you can just connect and, you know, touch base with each other, especially in the early weeks when you're so tired and it's, you're really fumbling through everything. And you know how this couple called you and asked for help with marriage counseling. I, I, I honestly feel like every 
family of twins, every couple of twins should have regular counseling, whether or not they're struggling. Cause it's so it, the communication part is so hard. It's so hard even with one baby, but with two babies, it's a whole other ball game and no one gives you a manual. No one says this is how it's you like do a it. forced check-in. It's like if you weren't yeah. checking in with each other and you did, you, you know, you were, if you went to counseling before, maybe just go in for a little tune up, not saying clearly, we're yeah. not saying that everybody needs marriage counseling, but we're saying that if you think that you're somebody who's never going to need marriage counseling, I'm worried about you. Yeah, right. You should always be worried. <laughs> you should, you should be, you should be thinking about it. And I remind everybody in class that our job is not to make these kids grow up to be 40-year-olds that live in our basement. Our job mm -hmm. is to raise our kids to be good citizens, you know, loving parents, loving spouses, and then setting them free into the wilds of life. That is our job yeah. as parents. And at the end, when you do set the puppies free into the wild, you're still sitting there with your partner, and you could be like, who the hell is this? Like, what just happened? You know, like, uh, 20 years went by, and I have no idea what's even going on, that you're just these two ships in the night, like we keep referring to. It's sad, but we don't want that to happen to you. We want your right. kids to see what a loving relationship looks like, and we want your kids... And we want your kids to expect that love. We want them. That should mm -hmm. be the example that you're setting. So many parents are so conscious about cursing in front of their kids or, you know, like they they stay on top of all these things and they don't realize that when they're bickering with their spouse or they're being snippy with their partners, that that's an example you're setting too, guys. Just a, a mm -hmm. quick FYI. So you really do want to keep your eye on the ball and make sure that you do not ignore your partner. And this also sounds like super, super nuts, but once the dust is settled, so like I'm gonna say by like month two, right? Or even month three, I'll give it to you till month four. But if, if by month four you're like, I don't even recognize this person, I don't even know what's happening, you gotta force yourself to get back into the swing of things, whether it's your physical relationship, your emotional relationship, whatever it is. And if you literally need to set a freaking timer on your phone that says once a day, check in with my partner, then do it. So many people have on their phone, take your vitamins. Right. You know, you have reminders mm -hmm. of things that you feel are critical to your day. Well, guess what, peeps? Your relationship status is something that should be critical every single day. It sounds crazy, and so many people are like, oh, what's the big deal? Like, they're expecting now. They're like, we're so in love, and the pregnancy hormones are We're kids. a great yeah, team. Yeah, like, this is great. Everybody is wonderful. You know, I love to make the example. I always say in class, you know, I thought my husband and I were a really good team because we could both row a canoe together. Oh, my God. That's what I say. That, that is person. not a good Somebody team. Somebody really That's say that? That's not what makes a good team. No, I mean, I, that was oh, my thing. Man. I thought when we were, before we had children, look, we're rowing a canoe. We're such oh, a great team. No. Like, you know, we're talking to each other and we're like maneuvering down this river on a trip, you know, that is not what makes I'm, a good team. I'm rolling my <laughs> eyes and shaking my head for, to uh, give yeah. you. Oh, I roll my eyes at my, at my past self about that. Yes. Nope. No, becoming yeah. a true team. Once you have children, it will be the test for you to see you know, if you guys are going to be a good team and you really, it's unlike anything I ever 
thought. I mean, you know, I read all the articles and I read all the books. I mean, Nat's book wasn't out yet. So at least, you know, I'm still bitter about that, by the way. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, it really has put our marriage to the test besides the fact of financial yeah. problems that, you know, everybody has really when they have twins. Um, but, you know, it's really you. I, I have to make a conscious effort every day to improve my marriage. It is a constant ever presence. And like you said, if you, if you stop really thinking about it, that's when it's going to start going south. So that is our big mistakes that new parents make, but guess what? You're not gonna make them because we told you everything to do right. So to reiterate, (laughs) we got car seats, install them correctly. People, how many times do we have to tell you? Second, stroller. If it's not working out, please, for the love of all things holy, throw in the towel and get something that's going to work for you. Next, I hope this is the order that we did it in, par stock. So have the diapers on hand. Please don't, you know, have to run to Walgreens at 2 o'clock in the morning because you had to use, you know, bounty paper towels as a, and duct tape <laughs> as a diaper for your baby. Please don't have that happen. You are going to nap, and you're going to be like, hey – dude from office space even though you're not qualified here's a stapler watch my babies i don't care who it is but make sure that you are taking a nap so that you are while i hate the saying i'm about to say it i hate myself you're being your best you (laughs) okay white oprah you're being your best you and then finally you please don't ignore your marriage your partner is a critical part of this puzzle and without them first of all you probably wouldn't be in this mess even if you had IVF unless you like <laughs> bought donor eggs and donor sperm maybe then I would say that they didn't have anything to do with this but there was probably still a big portion of their cheerleading factor that got you into this mess in the first place so please I beg you make sure that you are paying attention to your partner so these are just some of the great tips that you will learn over at Twiniversity on our website, which is just twiniversity.com, super boring. And then we have our online class series. So if you live anywhere that you are listening to this, even on Mars, you could attend an online class. Martians, welcome. Yeah, totally. I'm yeah, open I'm planning to for the future. <laughs> <laughs> so just the future is Martians. So twins. in the future, you could take a class from Mars and and there'll be scoops in the formula container for the sample size. So there you go. Speaking from the future. Uh, so anywhere you are on the planet, you could take a Twiniversity online class as long as you speak English. Sadly, we do not have other languages at this time. But then if you're in the New York City or Chicago area, you could uh, Google us and you will find just Twiniversity classes. Hopefully there'll be more classes as the future progresses, maybe even one on Mars someday. So, guys, we wish you the ultimate best, and we're excited that you decided to take these seven hours of your life and listen to our podcast today. We wish you the best (laughs) of luck with your babies. Jewel, any other things, little parting wisdom that you would give our people? Parting wisdom is that I don't care what anybody says. It does get better. It does get better. I feel like if right now you're in the thick of it and you're listening to this after your babies are already born, it will always get better. There are always things to look forward to. There are always new milestones. And every day it will get a little bit easier and a little bit better. It's never easy, but it gets easier. 
especially once they start to play together and leave oh, you alone. So, so you can drink your coffee in we're peace. So lucky. And your and your friend with their one baby, they can't get away at all because that one baby, it's That's their, it. you know, you're their They're only trapped. <laughs> I know That's they that. are. So hang in there and just know that it does get better. And things, you know, just change. They're constantly changed. That's the only thing you can rely on in life. That home dog. Well, thank you so much for listening today. We look forward to having you join us for our next podcast where we'll talk about, we don't know, we haven't figured that out yet, but find out when you just click the next one below. It'll be good. So see you later, alligators. Have a great day. So this is Natalie Diaz, and I humbly thank you for joining us for our first episode of our Twiniversity podcast. And of course, thanks to Jewel for joining me on our inaugural episode. I still can't say that word. For more information on our classes, you could visit us at twiniversity.com slash classes. Don't forget to follow us on all social platforms just at twiniversity.com. And please remember that we have an exquisite forum site within our website as well as a really, really, really great mentorship program that we hope you come on over and take a look at just at Twiniverse. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget to subscribe. We have so many fantastic guests coming up talking about really interesting twin parenting topics. You will not want to miss it. And never forget, we are here for you every step of your twin parenting way. So have a great day. Make the best of it. And thanks for listening.